Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. I'm so glad that the electricity didn't go off here uh, because it did at our house. So we had to get dressed in the dark with just a window light and things like that. So uh, I'm so grateful that we have electricity. And it's only one time, I think, in the, in the years that we've been uh, meeting as Cornerstone, I think it's been two times that the electricity has gone off. Once on Park Avenue and once here uh, when we had that uh, week in July. I think it was July 4th weekend or something like that. It was a whole week that everybody over in this area was out of electricity. But anyway, uh, we are grateful. Are we grateful? We are grateful that we can have electricity. The message today, the church is a key player in God's eternal plan. The church is a key player in God's eternal plan. Now, if you think of a key player, I don't care whether you think of, uh, I, I just think of sports, and it doesn't matter whether you, uh, you're in track and field, whether you're in, let's say, golf, or baseball, I think they have them, you know, getting ready to play playoffs now, baseball, uh, football, basketball. But if you had Goliath, he was nine feet, nine inches approximately. Uh, He had an armor, a coat of armor, 125 pounds. His uh, uh, spear just the rod was like 17 pounds. The, 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 just the head of the spear was 15 pounds. I can't picture throwing something that would be 32 pounds and wearing something that was 125 pounds. Uh, but he would be a key play- player, wouldn't he? I don't care what team, he would be a key player. A key player. Offense and defense, a key player. Well, the church is a key player. And God's eternal plan. That's what we want to look at today is what the Apostle Paul says about it to the church of, uh, at Ephesus. Let's look at it. And we're on chapter 3 in the book of Ephesians. So let's look in the, to the letter to the Ephesians, chapter 3. We, we finished chapter 2 last time. And it's my go to finish chapter 3 today. So we'll see where we go. We're going to start and it, it goes from 1 through 21, but we're going to start in verse 10 and we'll try to cover all the verses but we'll cover them, cover them differently than just verse by verse in a row. In chapter 10 it says that so that and it's speaking of what is said before, and we'll go over that uh, later, so that the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known through the church, through the church, to the rulers and the authorities in heavenly places. This was in accordance with the eternal purpose which he carried out 
in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, that is awesome to me. It's in whom we have boldness, of course, and confidence, access, access through faith in him. And Paul says, therefore, I, I ask you not to lose heart at my tribulations on your behalf, for they are your glory. And it'll fit together as we go through the first nine verses. But what we wanted to start there is because the church is a key player. The church is a key player. It says that so that the manifold wisdom of God might be now made known through the church. What is the manifold wisdom of God? Well, manifold uh, is a, a, a compound word, and, and the, well, the, the first part of that word means many, and the last part means diverse. Diverse, does it mean very diverse. And so if you put it together, it is greatly diversified. I mean abounding in variety. That's what, that's what the, the manifold is. It is it's abounding in variety. Very diverse. In matter of fact, multicolored. That's another, that's another uh, part of that word. Uh, definition of that word, part of the definition of that word, if you look it up in, in the Greek, it means multicolored. It means um, also uh, diverse. Now, if you think about that, if you think of God using many, 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 many different brushes on the canvas of life, of the, and this canvas he uses you to paint part of the picture that he wants painted. All of us. He, he's using us to paint a picture. And I, I was thinking of um, uh, a picture that was given to me by the congregation at one time. Uh, uh, it was a Thomas Kincaid picture. And, and that, that Thomas Kincaid picture... You know, he, he likes lights and, and like lighthouse, whatever. But I was looking at it yesterday, and, you know, you, you have to, some brushes that got to be so thin, and all you're going to do is put a little dot somewhere that, 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 that's like light in, in a house or something like that because a lot of times there's a lot of lights. And he's using us. You say, well, Pastor Paul, he was, he was, using, he was used with a, one of these big brushes. I mean, he's big strokes, you know. Uh, but a painter doesn't use no big brushes like that. When you paint a house, you do, but not 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 a um, and they spray house, but but not not on on a, on a painting on a canvas. And so everybody is being used. And he says that so that the manifold are uh, the 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 vast sort of greatly um, uh, the abounding variety of diversity of his wisdom, of his wisdom, God, the wisdom of God, might now be made known through the church. Who's the church? We are the called out assembly. We are the called out assembly. So we are, the church all over the world now, we are supposed to be making known the multicultural, uh, multicolored, the multi-diversity uh, 
of the wisdom of God to the rulers and the authorities in heavenly places. You know, it says in First Peter, um, I think it's chapter 1, verse 12, it tells about how the, the prophets, they prophesied of old, and, and they were prophesying of things that really it wasn't about them, it was about us. And it said, even the, the angels, they desired to look into those things. And God says, now, 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 now you, the church, I want you to make known to the rulers and to the authorities in the heavenly places my manifold wisdom. I said, wow, we are key players. Because it says this was in accordance with the eternal purpose which he carried out in Christ Jesus. So, so it was carried out in Christ Jesus, eternal purpose, that we, the church, supposed to be key players in making known to all people, especially the rulers and the principalities and the powers, make known his manifold wisdom. I said, wow, we are key players here at Cornerstone. We'll key players in your workplaces. You'll key players at a supermarket. You'll key players wherever you go, you are a key player with all the people in the world, whether in China, wherever they are, you are key players to make known the manifold wisdom of God. Now, I said, whoa, that is heavy, okay? Now, Paul is revealing this to us now, and he's revealing it to us because we are studying what he said to the church at Ephesus. So, even though he's saying it to them, he's saying it to us. And then he says, uh, to, in my mind, as I divide this thing up, I say, okay, if, if we're supposed to do that, then how is this church gathered? Because we're talking about all over the world. And I think sometimes we lose sight of that. I think we lose sight of a lot of times uh, that God wants to use us to gather his church. Because there are other people that are part of the church that's not yet saved. There are. If you remember from the first chapter of Ephesians, we know that that this is be, this so this is so from the foundation of the world, right? I mean, I mean, you, you know what the scripture says. So we are part of this thing. I said, okay. Now let's go to verse one. Let's go there. One and two, and we'll probably hit seven and eight. It says, "For this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus." For the sake of you Gentiles, if indeed you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace, which was given to me for you. Verse 7. Of which I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, 
which is given to me according to the working of his power. To me, the very least of all saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unfathomable riches of Christ. Now, this is, this is Paul now. That grace has been given to Paul. Is Paul the only one that's supposed to have some grace to teach the unsearchable, I mean untraceable riches of God to the Gentiles? Is he the only one? And, and we know that Paul went to the synagogues at first usually and then went to the Gentiles. Are, are, are we supposed to be missionaries also? Are we ministers of the gospel? It tells us that in Corinthians, doesn't it? It tells us that. That we're his ambassadors, aren't we? We're his ambassadors. I don't think sometimes we think that the church is a missional group. You know, this, this, this church and every church in the world and every person in the world is supposed to be a minister. And a minister is only a servant. That's what a, what a minister is. I don't care whether it's Apostle Paul. Was he serving? Yeah. I don't care whether it's Jesus. He's the greatest servant of all. I don't care whether it's me. I'm a, I'm a servant. I don't care whether it's you. You're a servant. We're all a servant. And we're supposed to be ministers that minister by the grace that God has given us because we've all been given grace. And what is grace? Grace is enabling. And I know everybody said grace is, of course, uh, the unmerited favor, which it is. But you've you got to think of grace more than un, unmerited favor. Grace is a, a, enabling you to do something that you couldn't do without grace. And that's what, that's what Paul was saying here in um, verse 8. He says that, to me, the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles. So, you've been given grace. You've been given grace. What are you going to do with the grace? What are we doing with the grace? Are we really looking at, at, at ourselves as ministers that we are put here in Lynchburg and wherever we go, I don't care where you go, you can go on a trip, you can go on vacation, you can go wherever you want to go, you are a missionary going uh, next door, right, in your own house. It doesn't matter. You are supposed to be doing what God says because you don't know who God is calling at the time. You don't know. You have no clue. I don't either. Let's look at it from a different standpoint. Uh, from a, uh, well, it's the same standpoint, but from a different book. Let, let's look at Romans. Uh, everybody know Romans 10, 9, and 10, right? Okay, let's go uh, from, 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 from there. Uh, it says in verse 11, well, everybody not, might not know Romans 10, 9, and 10. Everybody know Romans 10, 9, and 10? That if you confess with your mouth, Jesus Christ is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness, 
and with the mouth he confesses the result in salvation. That's Romans 10, 19. Verse 11. For the scripture says, whoever believes in him will not be disappointed. Let's skip down to verse 13. For whoever will call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Meaning because whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Well, we go back to 12. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is Lord of all, abounding in riches for all who call upon him. For whoever call upon him, in the name of the Lord, shall be saved. It says, verse 14. How then will they call upon him in whom they have not believed? That's a good question. And how will they believe in him whom they have not heard? Another good question. And how will they hear without a preacher? Another good question. Yeah, good questions, isn't it? That God is asking, you know, through. You know, the scripture says, how will they preach unless they are sent? Have you been sent? Have, uh, well, yeah, have you been sent? Uh, come on, have you been sent? You say, I haven't been sent nowhere. I'm not going on no mission trip. I mean, uh, you know, uh, I have been sent. You have been sent, according to uh, the scripture, in probably... Um, that tells us, I think it was John 17, that tells us, you know, just as he has sent, as God has sent me, Jesus was saying, so I send you. You've been sent. You have been sent. Believe me, you have been sent. You might not go, but you have been sent. Yeah. Where have you been sent? Everywhere you go. Everywhere you go. In your house, to the supermarket. You can't go to the supermarket with just your little list, like Minerva gives me a list, and, and say, okay, you go get this. Okay, get this on this list. You got to get this, okay, on the list. Okay. And when I come back, she said, did you get anything that's not on the list? Yes, I got something that was not on the list. Yeah, I got some. I got some potato chips. I wanted some potato chips. <laughs> you always got to get something, you know. And she said, okay. So she knows the next thing. I said, well, go yourself. You wouldn't say that, would you? You wouldn't say that to your wife. Would you, would you wouldn't say that to your wife. Go yourself. You know, no. Uh, you just next time you won't get potato chips. You know? you'll, be, you'll be obedient. You know? When you get a list, put on that list, not food, but I'm looking with my eyes. My ears to see what God may have for me in this grocery store. None of us usually do that, do we? We usually go to the store, uh, especially if you're a man, you go with this list. And I mean, your, your job is to devour this list as quick as possible and get out of there. And, and that's why I like to go by myself. Uh, 
because I, I don't mind going. I, I, I do 90% of the shopping in the house. That's just what I do uh, because if I go with her, whenever, she likes to uh, browse. Does, is that what y'all, y'all like to pet ladies? Browse. You know, browse. I said, hey, the, 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 we supposed to get some broccoli. We supposed to get uh, uh, some green leaf. Wait a minute. I'm, I'm looking over here. We didn't come to get peaches, you know. I'm just checking out and looking at the peaches. I don't want to look at no peaches, man. Let's look at, you know, peaches not on the list. Yeah. But you know, women like to do that. Uh, so I don't like to do that because it takes too long to go to the grocery store. So we have to go to the grocery store with on our mind. Holy Spirit, is it anybody that you want me to engage? In a conversation. And see what it says. It might not be anybody. But it might be somebody. I don't know. I don't know. Wherever you go. Restaurants. Wherever you go. Is it somebody that he wants you to be friendly to in order to. Because you go there several times in a month to build some type of just clientele relationship with where you can Invite them to Bible study. Invite them to church. Whatever you want to do. There are people. <laughs> excuse me. There are people that God wants saved, and we don't have a clue in the grocery store at the, at the when we're buying gas. When the person pull up to the pump right across from you, uh, y'all using the same pump, but it's on different sides of the pump, uh, and. You don't have a clue whether God is calling that person, has been dealing with that person. Suppose it was like that with Ananias. You know, he, he was the one that, that when, 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 um, when God gave uh, Saul of Tarsus, uh, blind him and, and said, okay, uh, you're gonna, Ananias is going to come to you and he's going to pray for you to receive your sight. And Ananias, of course, didn't want to go, you know. Uh, Suppose and I says, hey, I'm not going. I'm not going. I'm not going. No street call straight. I'm not going. Do you know that Apostle Paul uh, might not have gotten saved because Ananias didn't want to be used. Yeah. But he was used. And I'm so glad. I know God has used you, and, and I'm, I'm just encouraging all of us to be used more. That's what I'm calling. Why on earth are we here? On this earth, if it's not to bring other souls in. And so that's what I'm trying to get across to us uh, as far as the church is supposed to be uh, to to, uh, be a church that will show, make known the manifold wisdom of God but the church is gathered by you. By you. The multicultural one. The multicolored one. The abounding and variety one. The greatly diversified church will be by you. Whether you are uh, from India, whether you're from Japan, whether you're from uh, wherever you're from, you're supposed to be calling your friends and your acquaintances and those you meet into a relationship with Jesus Christ 
by whatever in a way the Holy Spirit gives you to do that. It might be a testimony. I don't know what it might be. Now, how is the how is the church now uh, made so diverse like that? How is it done that way? Well, let's let's look at us. Let us we, we're, we're in Romans. Now we already read Romans ten twelve, which is no distinction. But if you look at in in, in, in chapter eleven of Romans verse twenty five, uh, he says that I do not want you to be brethren to be uninformed of this mystery. What kind of mystery are you talking about? What is a mystery? A mystery is something that has been hid before by God and is made known now to everybody. And that's what it says. I want you I don't want you to be uninformed about this mystery so that you will not be wise in your own estimation. That a partial hardness has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles have come in. And so all of Israel will be saved, just as it is written. The deliverer will come from Zion. He will remove ungodliness from Jacob. This is my covenant with them when I take away their sins. From the standpoint of the gospel, they are enemies for your sake. But from the standpoint of God's choice, they are beloved for the sake of the fathers. For the gifts and calling of God are irrevocable. For just as you once were disobedient to God, but now have been shown mercy because of their disobedience, so these also now have been disobedient that because of the mercy shown to you, they also may now be shown mercy. In other words, verse 32 says, For God has shut up all, all. I don't care what, whether you're a Gentile, whether you're a Jew, all has been shut up in disobedience so that he may show mercy to all. Now, that was a mystery because the Jews thought, hey, we, we, we are the chosen people. And the Gentiles, you know, that we were that without hope. But no, that was not in God's heart because he told Abraham, you're going to be the father of many nations. And so the angels, you know, nobody knew about this stuff because it was a mystery. God had not opened it up. And now he opened it up. And in and, and verse 33, oh, my goodness gracious, it, it, it just, it's just like, it's just like, uh, uh doxology or a, you know, just a, a praise, just a high praise. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom, see, talking about wisdom, and the knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments and unfathomable are his ways. Who has shown, who has known the mind of the Lord, or who uh, became his counsel, or who has first given to him that he might uh, be paid back again? For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. See, this is, this is how the doxology ended. And, and let's go back to, to Romans, uh, like to, to Ephesians now, chapter 3. Because it is important 
uh, to look, okay, now, 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 what is, how did this happen here? Let's go to verse 3. You know, we went 1, 2, but we skipped over 3, 4, 5, 6, because we went 7, 8, skipped over 9. Okay, in 3, it says that by revelation there was made known to me the mystery. You remember the mystery that we just talked about in Romans? It's the same mystery. By revelation, there was made known to me the mystery as I wrote before in brief. By referring to this, when you read, you can understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which in other generations was not made known by the sons of men, as it has now been known and revealed by his holy apostles and the prophets in the Spirit. What kind of mystery are you talking about? To be specific, in verse 6, that the Gentiles are fellow heirs and fellow members of the body of Christ and fellow partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. That's the mystery. The mystery that we are all one. We're all one. You are a Chosen people also. You said the Jews are chosen people. You're chosen. You're chosen. It said it in, 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 in chapter 1 of Ephesians. You're chosen. You are a chosen people of God. And, and it's so good is that the Jews don't have nothing on us because it says that we've all been shut up in disobedience and we are fellow heirs and fellow members of the body. And an heir, I don't know about you, but I am not your heir, right? I don't think you put me on your insurance policy as an heir, right? And you're not an heir of mine, but your children, if you have any, are your heirs. And it says that we are heirs. Heirs of who? Heirs of God. We are heirs of God. What does God own? Everything. We're heirs of God. We are fellow heirs with what? Christ Jesus. What does Christ Jesus own? Everything that the Father has is Jesus. Right? And so we are heirs and fellow heirs and fellow members of the body of Christ and fellow partakers of the promise. Because it tells us that if you are Christ's, you are Abraham's seed and heir to the promise. It says it in another place. And I said, oh, that's exciting. Woo, that's exciting. Because, you know, you don't, don't need to say, man, if I were a Jew, you know, man, I'll be blessed. No. You are blessed because you are chosen by God. That's why you are blessed. And I'm so thankful. That we all and everyone has an opportunity to give their life to Jesus Christ. Because it says so, doesn't it? It says so. Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Whoever. Then it says in verse 9, And to bring to light what is the administration of the mystery which for ages has been hidden in God, 
who created all things. And then it went into, so that the manifold wisdom of God might be made known to, the, to all the rulers, to the principalities, through the church. So I said, wow, that's cool. That's cool. And that's 1 through 13, verse 1 through 13. Let's finish up. Verses 14 through 21. It says, for this reason, I bow my knee. Now, now, in other words, for this reason, of all what we've been saying, Paul says, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for you. When Paul prays for the church, we need to look at that prayer and claim that prayer as ours. As ours. And there, there, there are several prayers in, in the Bible that you can, whoo, there's one in Colossians. Just, just pray it over yourself. Pray it over your loved ones. Pray it. And it says, and it's, he prayed four things. And I want you to grasp these four things that he's praying now. Okay? And now I've already given us three things that Paul brought out about the church. That, 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 that the church was going to reveal the manifold wisdom of God. Okay? And, and how the church is gathered, of course, through the preaching of the gospel. And, and the preaching is just proclaiming. It can be sharing a testimony. However. Be a tract. However. And then uh, what the church is made up of, Jews and Gentiles. There are nobody else. There is nobody else. You're either a Jew or you're a Gentile. I don't care what nation you're from, you're a Gentile if you're not a Jew. Okay? So we're all one. Okay? He prays four things now. Four things. Okay? From whom every family in heaven and on earth derives his name. Verse 16, that he would grant you, and this is what he's praying, that God will grant you, according to his riches and glory, number one, to be strengthened with power. Be strengthened with power. Why is he praying these these four things? I I believe he's he's praying these four things because he says that, look, the church is is a key. A key player in this thing. If you're a Goliath, you got to have some power, right? If you're David, gonna slay a Goliath, you got to have some power, right? That little slingshot and that little rock is not power, but the power was given to the rock and to the sling and to his arm. God is the one who propelled that rock to kill Goliath. We need power. He says, I pray that you be strengthened with power. That's dunamis. That's ability to do, to achieve through his spirit in the inner man. So if we are going to make known the manifold wisdom of God to everybody we come in contact with, we need some power. We need some power because Somebody, uh, they may be coughing, they may be kind of sick for some reason you find out, (coughs) excuse me, and God said, pray for them. He said, woo, pray for them. 
we we have Kroger's, we have Walmart. Pray pray for them. We have Dollar Store. Pray for them. Yeah, pray for them. And you say, hey, I know I know you have you got a little cough and then you got a pile of coal. And then, don't you realize, man? Don't, it, this weather's changing, isn't it? Yeah, weather's changing, man. It's cool in the morning, cool at night, and hot during the day. You don't know how to dress, man. You know, I wish it either hot or cold. You say, yeah, I know what you mean. You know, you're making conversation. And you say, hey, can I pray for you? And they say, yeah, you can pray for me. And then you pray for them. And then God enables that prayer to do something. You say, whoo, how can he do that? Because my little prayer, because, you know, you're not going to do this long dissertation. You're not going to get on your knees all that in the dollar store. You're not going to do all that, you know. You, you, just go, you just say, hey, God, in the name of Jesus, heal this person of this virus, this cold. Heal him in Jesus' name. Amen. And then he'll say, thank you, you know. Don't have to be no long stuff. Don't be no long stuff. And let, let me tell you what God did. He did something. You know, I told you I was going to tell you something one time. This was about a month ago. I never did tell you. I didn't want to tell you. Okay? Uh, but now I'm going to tell you because it's, it's, it's fit. I went to get a CAT scan uh, to see how my lungs were. See, was it better, same, or whatever. You know. Okay, so I went to Now, I went before. I went before. And, and, and uh, they said, ooh, you, you know. You got to clap long, you know. You know, you know, blah, blah, Okay, fine. That's, that's good. That's fine. Okay. So anyway, I asked my doctor. I said, hey, the pull, uh, this, 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 this long special, pull no special. He's he, he not, he not doing anything else. He not come. Check with him. He said, he said, okay, I'll check with him. What I'm going to do, I'm going to give you, I'm going I'm to I'm send you to get another CAT scan. We'll see how y'all. I said, okay. Well, the first CAT, CAT scan I did, it was two ladies in there. And I said, uh. How y'all doing? They said, fine. They said, okay, sit down. Okay. Uh, we got to take your blood pressure and all this kind of stuff. I said, hey, are, are y'all married? They said, uh, yeah, you said. Now, wait a minute. Now, come on. Somebody's laying on the Now, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to be fresh or anything. I was just asking. Uh, so I'm, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to, trying to, you know, conversation. Yeah, we're married. Having the children? No, we don't have any children. How long have you been married? How long you been married? Oh, I've been married for many years. You don't want children? Yeah, we want children. Uh, and this one would tell me, Yeah, I want children. Why don't you have children? I don't know. But I just haven't given us any children. Okay. You go to church? Yeah, yeah, I go to church. So I found out what church you went to. So anyway, did this cat scan. I said, Look. God is able to do this thing. You want me to pray for you? They said, yeah, you can pray for me. And they said, hey, pray for her too. And th- this one was behind the glass, you know, the one that was helping me, and the one behind the glass doing all the pushing the buttons and all like that. And she said, I don't need no prayer uh, because, because uh, God's going to give me a child whenever he wants to have a child. I said, you, don't, you married, you don't have no children here? No, I don't have any children. He'll give me a child when you. Oh, you don't want a child? Yeah, I want a child. You want me to pray for? Shit, there goes the girls. I pray for. Her. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, she came over, grabbed her hands. I said, "Father, in the name of Jesus, you're the God of life. You're the God of all flesh. You know these young. They're young. 
and they, 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 want, they want a child. Lord, give them a child in the name of Jesus. Amen. They said, amen. Said, okay. And, and then, then I left. Yeah. You know, one took me back up stairs and all of it, and then I left. Okay. Now, that was the first time. The second time when, when they sent me back, um, it was about how many months now? I guess it was about six months later when he sent me back. And a girl met me at the door uh, going into the place, you know, because uh, you had to sign in and you had to wait. And they call upon you. The girl called upon me and she was taking me down. Well, I didn't know it was the same girl because I forgot what it looked like. But this one was pregnant. So <laughs> I said, I said, how you doing? She said, I'm doing fine. Then I, I said, well, I don't want to ask her her name because I don't even remember if she told me uh, what the name was. But I got to find out. So I said, hey, you, rem- you remember me? If she said, no, I don't remember you, then I know it wasn't the, was the same one. But she said, yes, I remember you. You're the one who prayed for me. I said, oh, okay. I said, um, I see you're pregnant. She said, yep. <laughs> Excuse me. She said, yes, I prayed for you. You, you prayed for me. <clears throat> I said, well, did you think you were going to get pregnant? She said, yeah. I, I didn't think I was going to get pregnant that quick, though. I said, I said, how quick did you get pregnant? You get pregnant. She said, right after you prayed for me. You know? <laughs> this is how I got pregnant. And she said, I was going to, when, when, when I had a child, I was going to bring him over to your church, you know, and show you, you know. I said, okay, okay. And I said, where's the other girl? So she's upstairs, let me call her. And she, she you know, rang her extension. said, hey, the pastor's down here. And the pre- they called him the priest. The preacher's down here. Come on down. So she was in another apartment. So she came down. I said, you're not pregnant? She said, no, not yet. I said, I'm going to pray for you again. You want me to pray for you again? Yeah, pray for me again. I said, okay. <laughs> Okay, we're going to pray for you again. So after they took my CAT scan, uh, we prayed for, we, the girl and I prayed for her again to have, 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 have that child. Now, when I came back after that time, I said, God, you are so good because you use an insignificant person like me to pray for someone. I didn't have to do that, you know, because... You know, you, you don't have to say anything to anybody. You're going to get a CAT scan. You can be all worried anyway. I hope I'm not worse. I hope, uh, I hope both lungs not, you know, collapse. I hope, uh, and don't even pay any attention to somebody else's need. Forget about you because God's going to take care of us, isn't he? And so all we do is say, okay, concentrate on, 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 on you in this environment. And let's, let's do something. And some people are scared to pay for somebody to get pregnant because, they might not get pregnant. And you've, you've seen people prophesy like that of people, to next time, next time, next year, you're going to be pregnant. And you still don't get pregnant. You know? uh, well, you know, we, we get scared, and so we don't want to do that. But God doesn't want us afraid. He doesn't want us afraid. So what if you prayed and they didn't get pregnant? They weren't pregnant anyway, right? Yeah? So pray. Because... Oh, my goodness gracious. God says that through Apostle Paul, he says that strengthen them with power through your spirit in the inner man. 
so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And that you being rooted, come on, being rooted, being rooted. Oh, I said, okay, wait a minute now. Okay, I see that I'm going to strengthen. But God wants Christ to dwell in our hearts through faith. He wants us to, he, God is interested in the heart. And he also wants to be rooted and grounded in love that we may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, the height, the depth, and to know the love of Christ which surpasseth knowledge. That's three. Three things there. He wants to be strengthened in a man by the Holy Spirit. He wants us to, uh, Christ to dwell in our hearts, and he wants to be rooted and grounded in the love that we may know the height, the, the depth, the length, the will, and know the love of Christ which surpasses all knowledge. And the fourth one, he says, that you may be filled up with all the fullness of God. I said, ooh, okay. Okay. Those are four things I need to be praying. I want to have some power when I pray. Don't you? I want to have some power. Then it says here, in verse 20 and 21, the last two verses, I said, I said this is cool. This is cool. He, 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 he said, we said all this about the church. It's a key player. For that reason, then I'm going to pray this prayer. Then he, then he closes with something so cool. I mean, it's amazing revelation that he has. He says, he's closing this thing up now for this section. He says, now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we may ask or think. But then it says, according to the power that works within us. I said, oh, my goodness gracious. God, I got to have some dunamis because that power is dunamis. That, that, that's the mic that's built it for. So when he says, I'm praying that you may be strengthened with power, God is able to do abundantly above all that you may ask or think, but it's according to the power that works in you and in me. So if you don't have the power of the Spirit of God, working through you like he wants to work through you because your channel of working through is stopped up. And you know what I mean when I say stopped up because you can picture a, God, a, a water hose, a garden hose, in a, and, and you say, oh, it's a nice day. It's, it's, it's uh, warm outside. We're talking about the winter months now. It gets got, get, get a little warm. I'm going to wash my car because, you know, I got all this snow and stuff underneath, so I'm going to wash it off. So you wash it off with a, with a water hose, and, and then you cut the water off, and, the, and then that night it freezes. The next day you try to cut that water off, you can forget it. The water will be on, but no water is coming through that hose. Why? Because it's stopped up with ice from the water that you washed the day before, and you didn't drain it, so it's stopped up. We can be stopped up, and the Spirit of God will not work through us like he wants to work through us because of whatever is stopping us up. I don't want to be stopped up because he says that he is able to do far more abundant. abundant. I said, I said, well, he just showed me a glimpse of that when I, when you pray, when I pray for this, this girl. And then I say, the other one didn't get pregnant, God. Why didn't another get pregnant? And, you know, you, we can make some excuse. Well, she didn't want to get prayed for anyway. See, but, 
Because that's, you know, she thought she didn't remember that. No, 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 no. It's not that. Because if Jesus prayed for, she would have gotten pregnant too. Right? He said, I don't know. I don't think. I mean, Jesus probably couldn't get her pregnant. Jesus can get anybody he wants to pregnant. <laughs> He'll make a wound where there's not a wound. Right? You can tie those tools up if you want to. He'll untown. Right? You don't have to go to no doctor for a month. He'll untown. You say, I don't have no, no stuff inside of me. Ah, he'll put stuff inside of you. Well, I'm too old. He'll make you young. Didn't he do that to Sarah? Yeah. He gave her the ability to have child, a child, didn't he? Ninety years old. Right? God does whatever he wants to. So don't say that. So it's the power. He said, I'll just show you a glimpse, glimpse of it. Now, I want you to work on getting unstopped. Oh, my goodness gracious, that's so hard. You shouldn't have told me that. You hurt my feelings. Man, he's trying to help you, right? Because how are you going to be a minister to bring in all this multiple, diverse church so that the wisdom of God can be shown through it how can he got this, 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 this brush he wants to use called Willie Taylor, and he wants, to, he wants to draw this little bit of thing, put a little dot right there, and, and you, won't, you, you won't even pick up in that paint because your brush is hard because it won't put in the turpentine when it's supposed to have been put in the turpentine. You know what I'm talking about. If you know y'all are painting, right? You paint it, and paint was on the brush, and you say, I'm going to leave it right here, and I'll use it tomorrow. You can forget that, right? Because that paint gonna gonna make that brush hard, the bristles hard, and you're not gonna use that brush. You better put that brush in some turpentine or something so it can soften up, get that paint off, and then and then tomorrow you take it out, shake it off, and then you can use it again, right? Okay. Well, I want to be used. I believe we need to stopping up, paint, uh, uh, saints. I believe because because do y'all want God to do? Abundant above all, you could even ask. Or uh, even that, not even, you haven't even asked it, Dave. You even just think it. Right? More than you can even think. He doesn't even wait for you to think it. And he does it. Whew. That's what he wants to do through the church of the living God. I said, whoa, yes. Then, then, then. While we are so high up in this, then he, he ends up with, in verse 21, says, To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. I said, Woo, yeah, boy, we are, we are sky high now. We're ready for communion. Yes. Yes, Lord. Let's stand. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com, contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.